Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. My name's Carter. Nate is joining me as he does every single Sunday and Wednesday, which is when we record them. But you guys hear them Monday and probably usually Thursday. So, yeah. Happy time change, everybody. Hope uh, that yeah, you weren't... But was this the one that you can that you'd be late for work? Yeah, yeah, you would be late for work if you didn't set your clocks. Oh wait, no, because they jump ahead, so it would be if you worked at eight. Yeah, you'd be late. Your clock would be seven. So yeah, okay, you'd be late. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully uh, everybody's <laughs> on time today. They, they remember to change their alarm clock. I don't know if that's really a thing anymore. Like I know some people still use alarm clocks, but I think most people use their phones, and that changes automatically. Yeah, I feel like that. I mean, I mean, like, unless you're using like the clock on your oven or something like that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Some people might. Yeah. Maybe you got like a studio apartment where like it's literally just kitchen, bedroom, and then like there's one side room that has a bathroom, but otherwise everything's just like all in the main area. Then I guess maybe you'd like use your microwave or your oven because then you have to get up to turn it off. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. So, or you got like one of those, uh, like the programmable like robot things that, like, when the alarm goes off, it'll jump off the table and you have to chase after it. Have you ever oh, seen yeah, those? yeah, <laughs> I have, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess some people probably still use alarm clocks just because, like, you know, it's what they've been doing forever, or you know, they're a little bit louder and more annoying, so it actually gets you up out of bed. Yeah, that's fair. Don't know. Yeah. I should, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually uh, actually my girlfriend has one of those like, you know, um winding clocks. So like you oh, have yeah. to wind it up like every day and it like actually ticks and then you you hit the top of it and it like um I don't know, does something like actually mechanical like it's not just a button like it's it's an actual like you know, old uh, old-timey clock um and her her mom bought it for kind of as a joke because she was um like having trouble getting up like just one particular week like and, and was late yeah. for work like basically every day so as a joke her mom got her this like old antique <laughs> clock and she, so she used like, it one time it. <laughs> yeah so she used it one time and it, it was like it, it ticks like quite loudly but you know it's kind of soothing to fall asleep to i guess but oh my god, I thought the house was coming down at like <laughs> when, when it went off in the morning. I I like was awake in a terror. Like I, you know, like when you, um, you're like having a dream that you're like falling and you wake up and you kind of like jump and and throw yeah. your arms a little bit. I like I did that, but I was like I, I literally like sat straight up in bed and was like wide awake <laughs> and like the the blankets were like off the um off the like bed in the movie basically. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was so, it literally sounded like somebody was jackhammering the wall outside, like of our bedroom, and the house was coming down. It was so fucking loud. <laughs> oh my God, Kate, you said jackhammering. It just reminded me of, I still remember, oh, what? Where is our, this going? <laughs> it's our third year, I think. And we had, um, cause you had the, the back half, like your room was on the back half of our, uh, apartment, townhouse, whatever. Um, yeah. and I was on the front half and every single morning at seven 30 on the dot, this woodpecker would be mm -hmm. outside my room, like on the outside of the house, like pecking at, um, the drainage spout Yeah, or it would be at the wall. Either way, mm -hmm. it was loud as 
fuck. Like like literally right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I remember God, that. I wanted to, I wanted to shoot that bird. Was that <laughs> was that second year? Maybe it might have been third. Yeah, I don't remember. It was one of those two. Yeah. No, I, I think it was no, it was third year. Because okay. second year I was like right at the top of the stairs and directly across, but then that was your you had that type of room in the, in the third year. Okay. Maybe, so maybe it was second year that it was right outside my room or close to, and then, yeah, because we switched been. in third year. Yeah, I don't know, but it was, yeah. uh, I, I do remember that, and it, yeah, it was annoying. Fucking woodpecker. <laughs> so, um, yeah, long story short, hopefully everyone's on time for work today. You remembered to change your clocks, and uh, if you didn't, you know, the woodpecker probably got you up. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And uh, yeah, it's the the time where you lose the hour of sleep. So you know, get that get that coffee in you for your Monday morning or afternoon or whenever you guys are listening to this. I also just randomly, I I, I kind of I didn't like clue out for a second, I guess, but like I was like, wait a second, people are getting up for work today, Sunday. They're hearing this on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're early. We're a day ahead of them. So, oh god, I've got a sneeze. Oh. And it's going to come, like, in, at the worst time in this episode, I can feel Pineapple. It. Thank you. That'll prolong it. See if I can You're prolong welcome. it to our ad break. <laughs> yeah. I was going to randomly throw in the word pineapple just throughout this. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, for uh, those that are new to the show, welcome. Uh, for those that have been around <laughs> for at least a couple episodes, uh, you probably remember that Nate and I were doing a little road trip up to Calgary to see our uh, Anaheim Ducks in person on Friday. Finally. Finally, finally four years in the making. <laughs> well, I mean, we haven't been trying to go for the last four years, but last year we tried to go, didn't happen. This year, finally made it happen. So Finally. Yeah. And it was a pretty, uh, pretty good game. Good road trip, too. We were a little, little bit late, you know, just with... Uh, it, it decided to like snow that day, so you know that put yeah a, pretty heavily where we are. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, put a little bit of a few extra minutes on on the road trip there. I also worked until it was supposed to be four thirty. Got out a little bit early so that we didn't miss like the whole first period. But yeah, we missed. We, we came in like basically as puck dropped, and then we were at our seats like you know five six minutes in. So didn't, yeah, didn't miss that. too much. But there's there's TVs everywhere showing the the game. So like even if you're not like in the seating area, you're never missing it, which yeah, is great. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, so we didn't miss any of the action. Just missed our missed being in our seats for the first little bit. So, but yeah, yeah no, exactly. it was a uh, yeah. I mean, it was tons of fun. You know, there was a a, a surprising amount of Anaheim fans. Yeah, there's a, good, there's a good number of them. So yeah, maybe not surprising amount, but like just more than I expected. Like there wasn't tons or something like that. But you know, every once in a while, you ran into an old Mighty Ducks jersey or even like a newer one and. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and there no. was yeah, and, and we were sitting beside, I guess, like a guy who was a Ducks fan, just didn't have a jersey on either. But you know, yeah. like, he gave me a fist bump since I was rocking my Strom Reverse Retro when uh, <laughs> when the Ducks scored their first one. So, and then I'm like, I'll give you a fist bump too because I got Ducks stuff under the Flames jersey right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it yeah. is an odd pairing. I get it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like even just liking two teams from the same division is uh, is kind of odd. So, yeah. but you know, actually going to a game and cheering for both teams is is also just different or unexpected, maybe. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, any anything else uh, exciting happened for you uh, this last week ish, last few days, four days since? Live episode on Wednesday. Nah, just been grinding schoolwork. 
That's literally it. <laughs> fair, fair. You had a midterm like on the Thursday? Oh no, no, that was last week. You had all your midterms. Uh, no, no, I did have one actually on the, th- oh, you did? On the Thursday. Yeah. Okay. I think I did okay. That's I don't good. know yet. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm at the point where I'm I'm kind of past caring. Like, okay, like let's just get it done, kind of thing. As long as I get like the minimum grade that I need to, I'm like call it call it good. So. Yeah. Fair. I'm not trying to shoot for the for the A's or anything like yeah. that. So, like I was even just telling my like my girlfriend before, I'm like, like I'm usually the person who will like you know run like papers through uh, like an editing software that kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, okay, we got the word. Okay, perfect, hand it in, good enough. Yeah, <laughs> just run the the Microsoft Word spell check and yeah, good to go. Pretty much. So, yeah, but, fair, fair, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't blame you. So, what is it? What is it? Two weeks? No, uh, three weeks three left. Three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Three, or, three or four. Yeah, because the oh yeah no I got like four weeks left actually because the last day of classes I think is the seventh of April. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. So and exams. So yeah, I got a ways yeah. to go here. So. <laughs> well, to you and to everybody else who is uh, in college, university post-secondary even even high school uh, well, i mean i guess for high school it's you kind of just mid-semester but um particularly to college and university students good luck <laughs> finishing out the the last few weeks here so, yeah you're not one anymore asshole <laughs> and i and i don't miss it at all <laughs> i can't wait to be done i know yeah. i know i did it to myself but i can't wait to be done yeah yeah just just hearing you like talk about oh yeah i've got like four midterms this week and like all this stuff, I'm just like, I, I'm so glad that I uh, don't have to yeah, put up to with that anymore. Yeah, to be fair, this is probably the wildest semester I've ever had. And I had taken a semester of six classes before, and it wasn't like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Calgary well, and Anaheim. Yeah, let's get into the game here. There were some numbers floating around after this game let's put it that way oh for sure yeah for a few uh, different reasons yeah. on both sides yeah yeah which Some ones good. do you want to start with here uh let's start with um actually sorry L- let's start with the score 3-1 anaheim for anyone that might yeah. have missed the game which was shocking i would say um for but... both parties involved oh absolutely yeah <laughs> disappointing um, for both parties involved too in a way <laughs> yeah kind of weirdly hey so yeah um, like I know we were getting some comments on uh, the the Quack Report Twitter account there, just like man, you know they're they're screwing up the chances for uh, for for Bedard. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, what was the one for the the Flames the other night in particular? Was not one that Flames fans were too happy about. I can tell you that much for free. Mm-hmm. Um, Sportsnet stats had it. Let's see if I can find it here quickly. Oh yeah. Um, it was something about like the the amount of shots that they had and losing games with the amount of shots. Oh, something like, but they've lost like nineteen games this year when yeah, shooting opponents yeah. by ten shots or more or something yeah, like that. That's exactly it. Yeah, Flames suffered their nineteenth loss of the season when out shooting their opponents by ten or more, setting an NHL record. For yeah, that's doing nuts. So. That's absolutely uh, insane. The uh, previous worst was the 95-96 Boston Bruins, uh, who had 18. Okay. Now, is that 19 straight, or is that just 19 losses 
at uh, some point throughout the season. Just throughout the season, I think. Okay, yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I would find it surprising if they outshot opponent an opponent by 10 or more and, like, didn't win a game at all. Yeah, 19 straight. Yeah, no, yeah. so that'd be just throughout the season. So, yeah, Flames yeah. fans very frustrated with that and uh, a lot of the coaching and lineup decisions and oh, whatnot. Yeah. Like, Understandably. Like, so. I, made the, I made the joke the other day about, you know, like Calgary and Anaheim being closer in some respects than people maybe think that they are. And, like, that's just kind of adding to it, I think. <laughs> Yeah, in a way. Neither yeah. neither side really is liking the the coach as a whole. Yeah. Right. Uh I guess for the but, Ducks would be more in the, the at the start of the season, but like questionable lineup choices and yeah. Trying to figure out a direction. Both co uh both sides maybe not thrilled with how the trade deadline went. Um in terms of returns and that kind of thing. So yeah. Or just what the teams did, so yeah, so they're they're kind of closer in some ways than you would think. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's yeah. I mean, the results like definitely aren't the same, but like there's, um, and, and I think as much as it hurts me to say, like the the Flames have a on paper have a better lineup, I guess, like just in terms of than the who than, who they have but, and like the experience that those guys have. I think like that, you know, if if these teams played, say a hundred times, well, I mean th- that's kind of what the deserve to win a meter is. But if these teams played a hundred times, like I think Calgary takes the vast majority of those games. But yeah, and uh, yeah, speaking of the deserve to win a meter, uh, thousand simulations, but eighty two point seven percent go in favor of Calgary for this game. Just shows you, yeah. I think. Um, Actually, sorry, before before I continue with that thought in particular, I want to point this number out. Uh, break the flame. Uh, the, this Ducks win broke the Flames point streak versus the Anaheim Ducks, which dated back to October 20th, 2019. Oh, damn. Literally the like a month or two into us starting this show. That was the last time that the Calgary Like the same month. We started not, at the beginning of October, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like that's... It's how long it's been since the Flames did not get a point against the Anaheim Ducks going 7 0 and 1. Now, mind you, yeah. there was that's, the that's pandemic. a lot less there, than there was the, we played yeah. normally. So, yeah. Yeah, there was the bubble season in there too, right? So, that's a season that technically counts in this timeline where they yeah. didn't play each other. But still, that's, uh, yeah, like eight straight games against. Um, yeah. And not, uh, also, and, and getting a point out of it. So, yeah. Also, I think that we we didn't play them much in that first season. Like, I think we were supposed to, like, we had two, maybe even three games against the Flames in that 1920 season that never happened uh, because they were scheduled for, like, the last little bit of the season. Um, Let's check on that, but you might be right. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. We might have played, like, one that season. Obviously, the bubble season was, there was the Canadian division, so we didn't play them at all. And then there would be I don't know, four season. four times this season, and then we've played them twice this season. So, yeah, um, and, and that second game I guess isn't in here. So just the ones. So, so yeah, I think once, yeah, probably twice. I guess we played them in that first season, but yeah, still. So yeah, it's still a nice point streak to to break, especially. Oh, so. for sure, yeah, especially when um, there's not a lot of um, you know good streaks happening for the Ducks here. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This year anyways, but. 
there, there's been some better ones lately, and uh, we're, we're going to get into that one in particular with one gentleman. And with one gentleman. Who is, who is that gentleman? So, again, the Calgary Flames, 82.7% that deserve to win a meter from moneypuck.com that they take these games. The reason that the Calgary Flames did not take this game, I got four words for you. Okay. All right. John, mother, fucking Gibson. Yeah, well said. That's is, the answer to the entire game, honestly. Is that a two nine, words in the middle or is that just one? I feel like we're I'm, I'm making it two. Okay, fair. We're emphasizing fair. it as two. Fair. Uh, a 973 save percentage, stopping 36 of 37 shots against. Oof. 16 of those being considered high danger shots from natural stat trick. The one goal against being one of those high danger shots. And uh, from natural stat trick as well, a 3.25 goal save above expected. <laughs> yeah, that's just. Gibson nuts. was on fire in this game and uh, just happened to set a Ducks franchise record for all-time saves, uh, passing Guillebert, um, who at going into this game, Guillebert held the record, obviously, at 11,813 saves. John Gibson now has the new record and will continue to push it at 11,837 saves. Damn, that's a round of applause deserved i think for gibson here yeah absolutely just uh, and, uh just shows all the shit he's had to put up with <laughs> yeah think. and uh yeah gibson didn't find out actually until after the game uh in a in, i think in a conversation with uh ali lozov um, okay so but uh yeah and this season alone just in case you're wondering uh 1518 saves oof a pretty good chunk of uh of, of what he's got there so <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i would have to say that's uh that's just impressive yeah yeah but you want to talk about some decent streaks let's talk about john gibson in uh, i broke it down into his last 10 and his last five okay so let's start with his last 10 which dates back to february 10th and i think that game was against the penguins if i'm remembering this correctly off the top of my head uh Gibson is 4-2-2, two, and two, picking up uh, 10 points out of a possible 20 in that span, uh, putting up a 9-15 save percentage, uh, averaging 42.3 shots against per game, and having a 3.6 goals against average in those 10 games. Wow. Now let's narrow it down into his last five because he's gotten even better. In his last five, he's 3-1-1. One, and one. So out of 10 points, mm-hmm. picked up seven. He has a 936 save percentage, Oof. averaging 37.4 shots against per game and a 2.4 goals against average. John Gibson is on fire right now. Oh, yeah. And oh, sorry, that, those last numbers were in his last five? Yeah, his last five. Okay. Which includes this Calgary game. Yeah. So, yeah, John Gibson just is single-handedly reducing the odds for Connor Bedard for the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> yeah. Which definitely speaks to the, you know, there's no tanking by players and coaches in the NHL. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, um, not mentality, uh, narrative. So it's, yeah, yeah. Th- there's no way John Gibson, I, I mean, maybe, maybe he's just like, 
that naturally skilled that he's trying to let in goals but just accidentally saves them. <laughs> Never know. Never know. Never know. But uh yeah, no, I mean like we saw some big saves out of him uh on Friday there, especially the the one that comes to mind was that uh glove save windmill on uh Tyler Toffoli there. Ooh, that was um, a nice one. On Gibson's yeah. right. Yeah, that was spectacular to to watch in person and um I'd come across the uh uh like the the TV replay of it or that on uh, on the Twitter feed and so I had shared it saying, you know, like if like especially cuz you know, like we're southern Alberta, not southern California kind of thing, right? So and like we talked about this is our first time we've been able to actually see the team in person. Um yeah. if you're in the Anaheim area and you're able to go like more regularly, I guess, to uh, Anaheim Ducks games and like see John Gibson work in person, like kind of lucky, gotta say. <laughs> oh so, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, in terms of uh, John Gibson setting records, I was curious uh, where he was for single season saves um, in Ducks history. Currently, this season, he's sitting twelfth um, with one thousand five hundred and eighteen saves made this season. Um, the record is uh, also Guillebert in the 96-97 season. In 67 games, Guillebert made 1,961 saves. So John Gibson has 443 to go. Okay, and we have how many games left in the season? That was game 66. Which, by the way, for anybody listening, we won't be talking about the Nashville game. This is being recorded before that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that, I guess, on Wednesday a little bit. Um, so after so our six, post-game yeah. show. So, so 16 yeah. games left. Let's say he starts 10 of them. I think that's fair all, to say. We have two back-to-backs. So, yeah, just two back-to-backs remaining. But, I mean, I think, you know. You probably go, get Dostal at least one 12, or two more. Yeah, as I say, let's go with twelve games because I'll give Dostal uh, four of them. Yeah. Um, and he said, how, "Like, what was the difference?" Four hundred and forty-three. So thirty-seven saves a game. Not out of the realm of possibility. No, I, I mean <laughs> when you're facing forty shots most times, yeah. Like yeah. so far this season, uh, one thousand five eighteen and forty-five games. Uh, he's made uh, about thirty. If you round up, thirty-four saves a night. So yeah, yeah, definitely not impossible. But um, yeah, not yeah. It, it's not a guarantee, but it's uh, it's pretty close. I think he absolutely hits top three um, here. Let's just take this thirty-four times by twelve. It's been like a weirdly historical season for John Gibson. Yeah, of like the like the. You know, three games making fifty plus saves in the span of a month, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. The all-time uh, saves record. Uh, what do we say? He's got four of the five like saves in a game now for the Ducks mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, um, and like having the top four, and I think three of them were in the last calendar year, kind of thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just been it's been a wild season, I think, for John Gibson. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so. If John Gibson plays 12 more games this season um, and, and follows the same pace that he has all season, uh, he should finish with 1,923 saves, 
uh, which would be good for third all time. Um, Damn. Yeah. So uh, Guillaume Bear has the top two spots actually. Um, the ninety eight ninety nine season, he made one thousand nine hundred nine hundred and forty nine saves, uh, and then Jonas Hiller in the eleven twelve season currently holds the number three spot. Uh, making 1,839 saves in 73 games. So he played the majority of the season. So, you know, that's... And I was going to say, Gibson has missed a couple games, has he not, this season? Yeah, yeah, because he... Uh, Which is... He, he yeah, was he injured there, and we had both Dostal and yeah. Eriksenek up for a bit. Oh, think, yeah, right. I think it was only a couple weeks that Gibby was out, but... Yeah, it wasn't too long. But even with him being out for that kind of time, right, and, like, that he could still do it, <laughs> wow yeah oh yeah Owen Wilson just wants to say wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and his um, Gibson's personal record for most saves in a season has him fourth on the list uh, in 60 games he made 1,733 saves in the 17-18 season god damn yeah <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> so, so I think he'll definitely crush that yeah, no, it's uh Yeah, I don't know if it's good or not that Gibson is you know f- not like forced but uh, kind of forced to make all of these saves. Yeah. But I mean, at least we have them cuz, you know, yeah. <laughs> any other goal it probably wouldn't do quite as well. <laughs> yeah, no, we would uh have probably cemented ourselves in 32nd like a couple months ago <laughs> yeah if it was anybody else so yeah. like not to discredit Stellars or Dostal or anything like that but it would have been no but odds. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I mean it, it's not impossible that they would you know be forced to make that many saves but it's uh and I mean they would probably be playing a tandem situation I would assume if we were running those two but yeah yeah it's it's impressive what John Gibson is doing, to, to say the, the least there. so Yeah, exactly. Another thing that was impressive, I thought, out of this game is that we only took two penalties. Yeah, and none of them were Trevor Zegers' penalties, so he's still holding yeah. true to his word there. There you go. Um, both were hooking penalties. Okay. And both were specifically hooking penalties against Jonathan Huberto. Huh. I, I didn't notice that, honestly. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really remember the one against Leeson too much, but I do remember you commenting on the McTavish one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did agree with you just, you know, saying that like that was kind of like a good penalty to take because Huberto was like getting ready to rip the puck. And we did see like Huberto is a, definitely like a pass first type of guy, which, um, but like you can't discredit his shot, which he did ring one off the post. Uh, was it in the third period? I think. Yeah, uh, second or third, up, I don't remember. Yeah, that but, yeah. tied up the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, just he was kind of loaded up for the shot, and uh, yeah, McTavish getting his stick in there a little bit. But like that was a that was a mm-hmm. decent one to to take realistically. I think. So. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the play. I don't totally remember, but I think it was like a. I don't remember if it was on the rush or not, but it was definitely like a um, cross crease pass to Huberdo, and like Gibson wasn't really in position to like it would have had to be a spectacular was, save kind of oh, thing if I, if I remember off the top of my head it was uh Huberto actually walking in from Gibson's right into the slot oh okay you've gotten around McTavish right just slightly yeah so. no, yeah you're right but yeah it was so yeah. he was in a good position that you know really if any NHL player should be able to um have a decent shot on net 
<laughs> in that position. Like, it doesn't always happen. Like, you're bound to miss or, you know, just flub the shot every once in a while. But, like, it's uh, it's definitely a high-danger opportunity. And with how much the Flames were pressuring at that point, yeah, I, uh, I, it was kind of okay with, you know, that, that penalty happening. So, Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess just to wrap that up, the penalty talk. Like none of them were dumb uh, penalties that that could be avoided. Like none of them were like the misconduct ones or like a interference or like a roughing or uh, or like just a dumb slash or anything like that. Like they were. Yeah. They, they were hockey penalties, which yeah, they're they're gonna happen. They, they do yeah, happen. Nothing, and most of them nothing like call, crazy so. egregious, but nothing that you're like. Oh, that maybe shouldn't have been called, as far as yeah. I can remember, at least. So, yeah, which, exactly. Those are the penalties. They're just like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> go deal with it. So, and uh, the Flames only did score on the one chance that um, bounced off of uh, Michael Backlund there. Um, yeah, so like not even like a straight on shot on net kind of thing. It was yeah. just like an accidental deflection. So, just a lucky bounce that, yeah, you know, no chance on stopping that. So. So, but uh, yeah, the the Flames' offense was just going kind of thing. the The Ducks' defense was kind of handling it as best as they could, which isn't great, especially if you look at the at the shot maps or that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, just, they had Gibson back there, just backstopping everything else, basically. So yeah. Um, and then uh, one guy that uh, had did that did score in this game, uh, Derek Grant, by the way, getting the. Uh, empty net goal. Brett Leeson getting the first of the night for the Ducks there. Uh, but Max Comtois puts the puck in the back of the net again. Uh, his second goal in his last three games. Uh, he also picked up an assist, so he got two points on the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, now has seven goals and 14 points on the season. But specifically, he's got four points in his last five games. Yeah, so he's really starting to turn the heat up and I think kind of make a case for keeping him on the roster for next season um, because I think, well, well, he's an RFA this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I believe so. I'll double check. And, and, and there was rumblings about him being traded at the deadline, but, you know, I don't think a contender was looking for him because he's obviously struggled, not not even this year, but last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for teams that are maybe looking to also give up another player and just kind of just just a normal hockey trade like we've got this player um you have this player let's just swap them give them a change of scenery fresh start sort of thing um i, I think that that might have that kind of trade might have happened but it was th- those tend to happen more in the off season i think unless you're trying to make cap space so um, I, I wasn't surprised that Comtois wasn't traded, but you know, I, I think that him turning it on for the last bit of the season is either him saying, "Okay, look what I can do, keep me around," like you know, it's just taking me some more time to settle back in, or mm-hmm. saying to the other thirty-one teams, "Hey, look what I can do. Um, imagine if you put me with, you know, a, a better." line put me on a better line with uh that imagine if complimented his skills a little better so imagine if i'm not being coached by dallas deacons right now yeah yeah exactly um (laughs) because it does sound like there has been like we've heard things kind of like here and there that those two maybe have a little bit of their own differences eakins and comtois 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see it. Yeah. So I do kind of wonder if, uh, you know, if if Egan's doesn't come back and Comtois stays around, or it, even if Comtois just leaves, no matter what happens with Egan's. Um, yeah, if we see kind of a bit more of a resurgence of him, I guess, like kind of similar, I guess, to what we saw with Sonny Milano this year with uh, with Washington. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, Contoa is a RFA. But um. Yeah. The other thing, like Sonny Milano, was the you know Pavarbeek might just not even qualify him, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do, do you know what his qualifying offer is? Do you have that up there on? Cap um. I do not offhand. Okay. Uh, I'll see if I can pull up what it might be. Yeah. Yeah. If you could, that could be nice. But otherwise, you know, we got lots of time to talk about it before, um, you know, before that deadline happens. Because I think it's after the season is over is when you have to have your qualifying offer. Um, oh, there it is. Uh, qualifying offer is 2445000 Okay. So not too much higher like about 400k than what he's currently making per year. yeah because is he like right at two mil uh right now he's so his cap hits two million thirty seven thousand five hundred okay so. so yeah that's okay so yeah about four hundred thousand so yeah that's a reasonable qualifying offer like it's not one that you know like it like if you did have to sign him for that it's not one that you're like, oh, okay, this is a bad contract. Like this is this really hurts us. Like he's not going to p- live up to this value. Like I, I think Comp yeah. was a two million dollar player. Hell, he's at least Comp- yeah, yeah, or, like or two and a half, I guess. It, you know, even if we signed him for three mil, like that's not oh, the worst deal ever, given what he's yep. done. Like fourteen points this season isn't a ton, so you know that's a little bit of an overpay. I think once you get into the threes, but I mean, but he continues on this pace the for the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's. It, it it's hard to say, but um, and, and it depends on the term as well. Like if you sign them for you know six, seven, eight years at three million dollars, then it either you're it, it has the potential to age poorly. But I don't. If you get a long contract like that at an easily movable dollar amount. Yeah, because Tampa. Ta- oh, who did Tampa do it with? Um, so that was just last season. Tampa did it with somebody. Okay. I think it was Tampa. It feels like a Tampa thing to do. Sign him to a cheap deal long term. Uh, Nick Paul. That's who it was. Okay. Who, yeah, that's uh, who I, I would have guessed when you said Tampa. But Yeah, he had signed a seven-year uh, contract uh, averaging to $3.15 million per year. Yeah, but and how old is Nick Paul? 29, 30? Uh, Nick Paul's 27. Oh, shit, yeah. So it takes him to... 35 yeah so yeah and and a three million dollar or slightly over three million dollar contract with uh no trade clause until 26 27 where it becomes a modified no trade for the last three years okay (laughs) yeah but i mean nick paul like had performed with the lightning pretty consistently before he signed that deal so like it makes a little bit more sense i think whereas if you sign let's even just say the same deal for comtois like you know, he could end up being just, you know, an a, a guy that you have to bury in the AHL for the last six yeah, years of or a, or a deal. Buyout or a buyout of, buyout of like, yeah, like a $3, a $3 million buyout kind of thing. Yeah, but, you know, if 
Comtor continues to put up the, maybe not exactly the pace, but, you know, even if he goes like, you know, 0.75 or, or even half a point per game pace, because like he has, he does have the physical aspect to his game as well. Um, so like, even if we say, you know, half a point per game pace for the rest of the season, we qualify him at his one year, $2.4 million deal. Um, he, he continues on that same pace. Then I would have no problem with signing him to seven years, $3 million. But yeah, just, just right now, as it stands, the consistency hasn't been proven yet. So we'll yeah, have to so see if, what goes on there. But Yeah, if Comtois were to have played in every single game this year, all 82 games, uh, projected pace would be 22 points. Okay. And, and just for comparison's sake, what is Nick Paul? putting up this season and we'll go last uh, season as well. Nick Paul. Oh sorry, I thought you would have still had cap friendly up. But uh oh no, it's all good. Um I had his cap and I didn't have his stats up. Oh okay. Uh Nick Paul's got 31 points in 64 games this year. So probably on pace for about 40. Uh yep, uh, 39.7. So yeah, rounded 40. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, I mean that's a pretty decent deal for yeah, and Comtois is only twenty four as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. So like, it's not like he's necessarily like stunted or like this is the ceiling. Like, you still can see some room to grow, right? We've seen flashes of that in the past. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's yeah. not what was it two seasons ago? He really yeah popped off. He, yeah. he led the team in scoring. Yeah, so which might yeah, be exactly the team was not scoring a lot, but it's also not scoring a whole lot right now. So. Yeah, because what did he do that season? Like 30, I feel like it was like, or no, like 40 points? Uh, 30, it, I want to say 39 uh, or like low 40s, like 42, 43. Uh, for points? Yeah. Uh, 33 points in the 2021 season, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, but that was that was the shortened uh, that was. Oh, the no, that was last season. Double season. That was two seasons ago. Oh, oh, the twenty twenty one. I was thinking twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. So yeah, two seasons yeah. ago. Um, so yeah, that was what fifty six games. He put up thirty three points. Uh, fifty five. Fifty five. Okay. Yeah, I think he just missed the one there. So thirty three five by fifty five. Put that over an eighty two game pace is yeah forty nine points. Yeah, nine point two. So you know, it's not, possible. Uh, not bad there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, <laughs> long story short, uh, Comtois had a good night. When when we saw him, that was a lot of fun to see. Um, good, good old Canadian boy there, so uh, showing up for his home country, in his home country, I suppose. Yeah, uh, Brett. And, uh, I was gonna say Brett Leeson um, is uh, is from Calgary. That's so right. Yeah. He, put, he puts up a goal, also gets a penalty. Yeah. All he was missing was the goal. fight for the Gordy Howe uh, for the Gordy Howe hat trick. Yeah. And uh, in, in his hometown barn. So oh, did he get an assist too? Uh no, he just got the yeah he just had the goal there. Oh, okay, so so he would have needed an assist and a fight for the Gordy Howe. But I thought it was goal. Oh yeah, goals. Goal. Assist I thought it was goal penalty. And no, no. Oh yeah, no goal assist in the fight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. You know, yeah, he was yeah, very far off. <laughs> Never <yeah>. mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to have that stricken from the record, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, one third of the way there, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> I tried, man. I tried. Yeah, uh, a, a third of the way closer than you know most other guys on the on the team that night. Yeah, 
<laughs> that is very true. So, that is very true. So, but. Comtois was a fight away from a Gordie Howe, though. That's that's what you were talking about, right? You were saying Gordie Howe yeah. just or, or Comtois almost had a, a Gordie yeah. Howe. Yeah, Got that Milan Lucic. Make yourself useful out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, any anything else you want to say about this game, or, or even just uh, in general, like seeing the team in person, or just the experience at the uh, the, the dome there in Calgary? Um. Yeah, it was just it was nice to finally see this team in person and just kind of like it is different seeing the team in person and how it all flows compared to seeing it from like a like a camera angle perspective, right? Which like yeah. it really wasn't too much different from what we had uh realistically, which if you're watching us on YouTube actually, I can show you that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, actually from from our seats like if you looked straight down, you could just kind of see the edge of the camera. So yeah, uh, where there we go. Yeah, that was that, that was our that was our seating there. So it was yeah, uh, yeah it was good to see just kind of how the team flowed and that kind of thing. The one thing I noticed that I think I noticed it more because we were in person, just how like the Ducks are a fast team. They transition oh, yeah. the puck pretty quickly, like, especially just you know like skating with the puck. Yeah, um, we, we had quite a few like good breakups of um like calgary rushes um especially in the third period when we kind of we didn't like sit back but we were just content to play defensive hockey and not really um because we didn't have to you know take any chances to score offensively yeah Um, so yeah we had like some really good breakups and then all of a sudden like the ducks were going the other way and there there was a lot of missed passes but you know those passes connect and it's a good offensive opportunity like and it's like lightning quick too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So, um, Trevor Zegras was uh, fun too. He he had a pretty quiet night uh, on the score sheet. He had some good chances, I thought. But um, mm-hmm. just uh, I, I tried to watch him when I would notice he was on the ice and and just kind of follow him and not really follow the play as much. And mm-hmm. um, particularly in the offensive zone, um, Zegras is good at like kind of making space and just you know sneaking around and. Yeah, um, a lot of try, try to, problem. Yeah, just trying to get into an area where he can uh, get the puck, and yeah, it, it was interesting to watch as well. And I'm sure he was, um, you know, kind of keeping tabs on where guys like say Mason McCavish might be to, so that if the puck comes out to him, or he can just quickly go and retrieve the puck, he can get it off to someone else like quickly. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and he's fast too. Like, we, I think we kind of knew that, but he's. Uh, I think in a couple of years, um, he he's going to be one of the more talked about like possession guys in the league. Like it's going to be hard to get the puck off of Zegras just because you know not not because he's a big guy, but because he can skate and he's got the hands to keep yeah. the puck. So he, he's going to be tough to catch, and I think that's uh, going to be a, a skill that we talk about a lot with Trevor Zegras. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, one other thing I wanted to say as well. Um, it it kind of goes back to John Gibson and the last five games, um, but again, kind of noticed it in person as well. Um, is that like defensively the Ducks aren't too bad of a team? Like um, we talked about breaking up things on on the rush was kind of where they excel. You know, they're not good at maybe taking the puck away in their own zone, um, but they're good at 
making passes difficult, I guess, in their own zone, if that makes sense. And they're good at clearing pucks, like loose pucks. But um, Yeah, the, the clearing of pucks specifically has gotten better as the season's progressed, especially at the beginning. It was horrific. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was it was like trying to get water out of a boat using a bottomless bucket, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's definitely improved. Um, it wasn't like fantastic in this game, but it's definitely better than we've seen throughout the season. I'll put it that way. So. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I, I find interesting about the last five games for John Gibson and and still are, or sorry, Dostal has played a couple of them. So he played, well, I guess he played against Vancouver. Yes. Yeah, okay. I was pretty sure it was the second half of the back-to-back. And then also Chicago. So Gibson's last five games are Washington back on Thursday, March 23rd, uh, then Carolina the following Saturday, overtime lot. Both of those wins where he only allowed two goals. Um, Washington, overtime loss on March 1st. Sorry, did I say back on March 23rd? I meant February yeah, 23rd. <laughs> Sorry, for Washington. Um, and then Montreal, 3-2 win, uh, 5-2 loss to Seattle. So, you know, kind of wipe that one from the slate. And then this uh, 3-1 win against Calgary. Um, we haven't had Klingberg in the lineup since <laughs> the second game against Washington, the 3-2 overtime loss. Um so last five games, although Gibson's only played in three of them, but in those three games, one, one, and one record. I mean, yeah, like, I, I'm not saying that John Klingberg <laughs> is the reason that this team sucked defensively, but, but. <laughs> you, you know, even if he's playing 15 minutes a night, that's 15 minutes that the other team gets to kind of do whatever they want defensively. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's another defenseman out there, but <laughs> they can only do so much, right? It, like, it. I'm just trying to say, over the like since John Klingberg was scratched and and Dmitry Kulikov, I guess as well. Um, but I'm more focusing on Klingberg or here. Traded, you mean? No, no, because they were scratched against the. Oh yeah, uh, right. The, the were, Capitals yeah, on the first the, before they the were traded. trade related reasons. Yeah, yeah. So, but since then, like. The only the, exception, the really, guy. is that Seattle Kraken game. But, you know, we we <laughs> talked about how deep the Kraken are. And I think one of those was an empty net goal, too, if I'm not mistaken, for Seattle. Yeah, it was. So yep. still only allowing four goals. But, you know, that just as a whole, that wasn't a great game. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of lining up, I guess. <laughs> and And I don't know, I'd have to really go back, I guess, to see when how we did when John Klingberg was out earlier in the season, but like... I feel like that almost makes it worse for John Klingberg heading into this uh, uh, this free agency period coming up here. Because like, like, I know he's been doing all right with Minnesota, to say the least. Um, but on the power play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, here, you know what? Let's even... Let's see, let's see if we can pull up Klingberg's numbers right now. Yeah. Um for his time in Minnesota so far. Uh, yeah, he's played four games and he's got two points, which I think those points actually just came... Yeah, they just came uh, last night, actually, against San Jose there. So, yeah. um, 
but uh, yeah, hey, John's out of the, not in the lineup anymore, and the team, the, the bad Anaheim Ducks actually got better. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> Ducks have what, 15 games left, you said? Uh, 16, yep. 16 games? You know, that that's we go 500 for the rest of the season. That looks pretty bad on John Klingberg. It does, honestly. I like you. you I, I you could also look at it and go, yeah, okay, but you know, Dmitry Kulikov's not in that lineup either. But Kulikov's not the guy who you know. If if Kulikov was was noticeable normally, it was because of a good play that he made. Yeah, yeah, there was right? the odd one, but you know, it's going to happen. Otherwise, he was a guy that just kind of did his job. Like there, like you never really felt one way or the or the other at least for myself yeah yeah I, I would agree with that too so like just serviceable yeah but Klingberg defensively at least yeah not so much so yeah um Klingberg actually got or sorry uh, Kulikov actually got an assist the other night as well against uh Philly in their Pittsburgh 5-1 win um Chuck Fletcherless Philly now that's true that's very true Which that's yeah. about time for that franchise yeah, so, a completely other conversation, but oh yeah, no, but, absolutely, yeah. Um, Kulikov's been quite a bit more physical actually in his brief time with Pittsburgh as well. But I mean, probably trying to make a little bit of a statement, showing up for yeah. a new team and, and just you know throwing the body around. But like, like he's got a hit in the three, at least a hit in the three games, four against the Islanders uh, the okay. other night, and it, it was kind of every other game he was hitting with Anaheim, and you know it was usually one or two hits so yeah i don't know but it's it, it's harder to i guess put the numbers like those kind of numbers on a, um, a defensive defenseman like that to, yeah. to see how they're doing but yeah with with klingberg i mean you know klingberg's not a minus actually in any of the games he's played with minnesota plus three against calgary zero against calgary again and against winnipeg and then a plus one against san jose to be fair, that Calgary game, everybody was a was was an even zero. I guess, yeah, because there's one nothing in the shootout. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess both games Calgary um, didn't score any goals, so Klingberg, yeah. but Klingberg on the ice for all three um, of the Minnesota goals in that first game, and then yeah, zero. Everybody would have been even. You're right. Yeah. Um, Winnipeg just you know quiet, and then a plus one against San Jose with two assists. So I guess that means he was on and night. On, or one of them ones on the power play. So hasn't been on the ice for a goal against, potentially. Potentially. But that also shows, you know, that Minnesota's using him in a better way, I guess, than the Ducks were able to. I'll Maybe. Say that. Maybe, yeah. Um, 19 minutes, almost 1941 against Calgary the first time. Second game against Calgary, 23 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, four and a half of that being on the power play, and then obviously five minutes yeah. of overtime as well. Um, against Winnipeg, played sixteen forty, a minute twenty eight of that on the power play, and then uh, eighteen fifty eight against San Jose, three thirty four. So yeah, he's he's getting about fifteen minutes a night. So yeah, I mean probably third pairing minutes, and then power play specialist. So okay, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes oh, okay, it's making it's sense now. Up. It's, it's clicking. Up. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. We're putting the pieces of the puzzle together. So, 
Yeah. I, oh, I mean, but we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, Thanks, I, I am going to be curious. <laughs> I am going to be curious to see what Klingberg signs for in the offseason and yeah. just how the Ducks do without him. So, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Um, I mean, that's kind of really all we have to talk about for this episode. We have a couple other things, but I guess let's uh, take a quick break. And then uh, on the other side, we will, you know, see how much time we can fill with the rest of what we have. (laughs) So uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. That was that was quick. I was, you know, just scrolling my phone, <laughs> waiting for uh, <laughs> that to end. And then I was like, oh, it's done. And then I looked up and we we're on the screen. So <laughs> that's, that's fun. <laughs> to make you feel better, I did the same thing. And I'm the one who edited the thing even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, there, there's literally absolutely zero news coming out because, you know, trade deadlines passed. We're just kind of waiting out the end of the yeah. season. No updates on any injuries, which makes sense. We were... Uh, For, we, yeah, we fortunately and unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, everybody that is out is kind of projected to be out longer term still, so we weren't really expecting um, positive updates that way. So... Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> it is what it is. That, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, you know, there is uh, some interesting news to talk about, um, not Ducks related and not even really NHL related at all. And uh, Nate, I know you shared this on Friday night. Uh, I think just on your personal. I don't think it was. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, my oh, okay, so yeah, so not not everybody would have uh, seen this. Not all of our our followers, anyways. Um, but the, do you think? I, I know you can see what this is. Can we can we do audio for this? Do you think? I don't see why not. Okay. Yeah, we should be able to for the ECHL at least. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if you're not watching, it's uh, it doesn't quite do it justice here. But the the announcer is pretty good. Um, oh yeah. As well, pretty pretty hyping it up. But with uh, both. 30 well 33.8 seconds to go uh, in the third period of the uh wheeling nailers and the uh i forget the name of this other team fort wayne comets i i couldn't remember the the city there fort wayne comets of the echl uh which are the uh, affiliates of the edmonton oilers and the pittsburgh penguins uh we were well echl fans and then 
everybody else who has uh, social media was treated to a goalie fight here um, between what's his name, Brad Barron and or Barone, Brad Barone, I think is how it's pronounced, and Ryan Fanti. Uh, so here it is. Are they going to go? Oh, the helmets are off. Let's do it. Goalie fight here at the Coliseum. Barone and Fanti lining each other and up. This Let's jab here. Oh, just oh, that. You just know how it's going Fanti's after that jab. Yeah. Oh, he fakes the left hand, Barone. Look at that right by I think Barone knew he screwed up at that point. Fanti going in with another one. Barone doesn't have a chance. Fanti takes him down. Look at the comet bench explode. Ryan Fanti. What just a on absolutely Barone. wailed on him. I don't. Brown didn't even get a swing in. I don't think it was just all defensive there. Can we watch that one more time, please? Oh, absolutely. We can. Please watch that one more time. Yeah. Where did my mouse go? Hello. There it is. Okay. If you are just listening to the podcast, uh, either go find this clip or like come watch it with us here you like this is one you have to watch as well like oh the, absolutely like, the commentary does do it justice don't get me wrong you have to watch this as well yeah because it's yeah, it, like this is all fancy for the comments all fancy <laughs> oh absolutely yeah um it, it's not too far back on your personal twitter as well because uh, this, this is just where currently, i pulled it yeah. from so currently yeah so Hold off, hold off on the tweets, but... <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. make any promises. <laughs> yeah, here it is again. And Fancy lining each other up. Let's see what we got. Fancy with a left tags up. Oh, yeah, Fancy just that left jab. Oh, he fakes the left yeah. hand, Barone. Look and then he, right he throws in one and then gets a hold, and then he's just ragdolling Barone. Seven, eight. So he takes about... takes like eight total swings, and I think he connects on about six of them. Oh, easily, yeah. Like that Easily. is the most like connection I have seen on not even just a goalie fight, but in like on a fight in oh, yeah. a while, right? Because you had you had a lot of them that are like you know like good swings or that kind of thing, but it's like like just a glance or it you know misses and kind of like lands on the shoulder or something like that, right? Like those yeah. were all direct, like going to where they're supposed to hits. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That was uh. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. And you know when goalies are fighting too, it's like it, it's just pure raw emotion because like it's a process yeah. to to fight as a goalie. Not only do you have to skate at least half the length of the ice to meet up with the other goalie, but then you gotta uh, take the blocker off, take the glove off, take the helmet off. Bless you. Good. You. <laughs> that was quick on the <laughs> mute as well. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Oh man! To anyone just listening, you obviously didn't hear that. It was <laughs> fuck. I'm seeing stars after that one. Jesus. Oh boy! <laughs> Good thing you're sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like it's a process. Like you, you got to be really mad because you got to be oh, fucking. Got to take my blocker off and got to take my glove off. Now I got to take the helmet off. Okay, now I'm ready to go. It's it's so one like, of those processes that typically like your therapist would be like, okay, do this, do this, and by the time you're done, like you'll be settled down. Goalies are like, I'm gonna do this, 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 and I'm still gonna be ready to kick your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, yeah, you, you know that it's always gonna be a good one. It's always gonna kind of live up to the height. The, up to the hype when there's a goalie fight yeah. um and yeah this one uh definitely lived up to it at, at least um it, for ryan fanty and the, the comments there maybe not so much if you're uh brad barone and the uh wheeling nailers there yeah as well, so. exactly so <laughs> 
I was going to say as well, like, especially if you're like undoing all the straps on your gloves and that kind of thing, like you have it tighter. You're not like me who just like, you know, slide my hand into it and keeps it loose yeah. so that they do just drop off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh. You want to see me strip out of my stuff. It, it just falls off. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, you know, a, a goalie fight in general is just a big <laughs> energy move. And for the refs and linesmen for actually allowing a goalie fight to happen because they they were there. They easily could have been like, no, nah, no, nah, like this is good. The, this game's over. We don't need to do this. Um, so to the refs and the line, linesmen letting a goalie fight actually happen for once. A big <laughs> energy move. I think they got into it like just too late kind of thing. Yeah, potentially. But either way, yeah. yeah. But, you know, they, they, they still they, they let it go. But still uh, do, do you have one here, Nate? Uh, for just absolutely laying the smackdown on the Nailers goalie. A big <laughs> energy move. Yep. Yeah. To, uh, by Ryan Fanti there. Ryan Fanti is signed uh, by the Oilers as well. Uh, I think he's in the second year of his minor league deal. Uh, Brad Barone is uh, not signed by the Penguins. He's just uh, just an ECHLer there. Uh, 32 years old. As well, uh, Fanti. Where's Fanti? Excuse me, he's twenty three. So, you know. but yeah, you know, any team looking for a little bit of grit, you could still still sign Brad Barone. You know, and any team that's uh, just looking to cause some shit and maybe has a game against the St. Louis Blues coming up. I was going to say Jordan Bennington. That's what you're actually supposed to do if you're if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna do the shit that you're doing. Yeah, you know, Barone <laughs> might might not have got a, a lick in, but, you know, he's probably looking for a little bit of redemption. Like, ah, that was not a good fight. You know, I got to yeah. I, I gotta pick it up. I got to fight somebody else again just to show that I'm, you know, not a not a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, can, or you know. Edmonton brings up Fanti and goes, hey, this guy also just came up from the ECHL. He also has a little bit of a temper at him, yeah. but he's willing to actually drop the gloves and not just swing sticks at guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I see the thing is I don't see any goalies well because I don't see Bennington willingly fighting anybody but I don't see there no, being any goalies shit. yeah exactly <laughs> I, I don't see any goalies like actually going like full Ron Hextall and being like we are fighting whether you like it or not like I'm going 200 feet to you know Superman punch you I'm yes, still available for any NHL team that's going to be playing the St. Louis Blues for the rest of this season. Yeah, see, I know that, th- that you're like that, but I, I mean, I don't think there's any 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 goalies that are currently signed to an NHL deal that would be able to do that. <laughs> uh, I, I will do it for my jersey, a per diem, and like 100 bucks. There you go. <laughs> yep. So, that's pretty good. I mean, I mean, they have to sign yeah. you to league min. No, not for a PTO. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. for that, yeah. I, so, I, missed, I missed that, yeah. yeah. There you go. And the game puck. I'll take the game puck. <laughs> game puck, jersey, 100 bucks, and, and 100 bucks. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty damn good deal, I think. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh, and my, and my travel. And my travel. I should throw that in there, too. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, obviously you're going to get to meet every NHL player on that team, too. Yeah. Like that, that's just standard. But, so, yeah. that's... Pretty sweet deal, I would say. Let's take a look at the St. Louis Blues uh, schedule for the rest of the season. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play. Who's going to sign Nate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. man. All right. 
I, yeah, I guess last thing we have to talk about here is the lone upcoming game uh, between now and our next episode, which we will be doing another watch long, third uh, third week in a row for this one, uh, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time over on the THPN YouTube channel at THPN. Uh, we will be doing a watch long for the Ducks versus the New York Islanders, 7 p.m. Pacific there. And uh, the New York Islanders will be in town visiting for that one for the second meeting of the year. Uh, the first meeting being way back in game number two, which was a 7-1 whopping by the Islanders. Right, I remember that game now. <laughs> you, remember, you remember how high we were when the, uh, not how high we were, but like how oh. high on the team we were <laughs> yeah. uh, when they, you know, they came back against the Kraken in the uh, season and the home opener there. Yeah. 5-4 and we're like, oh man, this team's going to be good. Like, yeah, it's only the Seattle Kraken, you know, they were last in the division last it's year. It's like, hey, but, here's improvement. And then the Islanders went, ah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and then the Rangers went, fuck you. And then the Devils went, fuck you. And then the Bruins, 2-1, um, which is in hindsight, is wild. The, the Red Wings yeah. went, fuck you. The Lightning went, fuck you. The, and we were just like, okay, yeah. we're back down to earth. Yeah, literally <laughs> seven straight losses after that game uh, against the Kraken to open the season. Wow, that's... And like not even... And like 7 one 6 4 So yeah, the, the, that 7-1 whopping was really just a, a humbling moment for Ducks fans and the team, I think. Dallas Egan saw us floating up and grabbed onto us before he even had to jump to grab onto us and be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, sorry. But <laughs> that's cute, but no. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the Ducks have been doing pretty good recently, as we've talked about, in large part to John Gibson. Obviously, we have absolutely no idea what happens in this game against Nashville on Sunday. Um, but, you know, if, if the Ducks come out winning this one or even just put up a good effort against the Nashville Predators. I, I think the Islanders kind of do the same thing they did back in game two and just, you know, bring the Ducks back down to earth a little bit and yeah. and smack us around for uh, for some good times, probably. Yeah, the, uh, the Islanders, though, are not liking playing on the road this year is the one thing that gives me a glimmer of hope for this game. Uh, okay. 14, 14, and 5 on the road. Uh, compare oh, yeah. that to their home record of twenty twelve and three. Mm. Um, they are six three and one in their last ten currently, uh, and they will play LA before playing us. But I'm not sure if that's a back to back situation for them necessarily. Um, uh, it is. They uh, yeah. yeah, they'll be playing LA on Tuesday, and but they have our... two days off before that, and then two days off after before San Jose. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, and the Islanders currently sitting second in the Eastern Wild Card spot uh, with 76 points in 68 games. Uh, Three-point lead on the Florida Panthers there, but the Panthers have a game in hand. Um, and currently looking at a matchup. Oh, I, I don't envy them for this. Currently looking at a matchup against the Boston Bruins in the first round. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how many Lou Lamorellas you have running your team. I that, that's gonna suck. That's gonna hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, before they played Washington last night and lost five one, the Islanders were on a one two three four five game point streak uh, with just Damn. a shootout loss to the Wild in there, um, and they beat Winnipeg, Detroit, Buffalo, and. Pittsburgh all in that span so all teams that they're kind fighting of fighting yeah. for a playoff spot with obviously not Winnipeg but um, 
the other ones, and I guess not really Detroit either, but all, all teams that are somewhat in the hunt for that wild card spot. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure how this one's going to go. I don't think the Islanders have any uh, notable injuries. Um, I believe they're they're fairly healthy. Um, and really, I guess all season, the only big move they've made is acquiring Bo Horvat from the uh, Vancouver Canucks there. Currently their top-line centerman. Oh, is Barzal out? He must be. Yeah. How long has that been? Since uh, mid-February? Looks like. Yeah. yeah, they're missing Barzal, uh, Pajot, and Wallstrom. Okay. Yeah, no updates on when Barzal could come back, just out indefinitely with a lower body injury. Uh, I think Pajot's been out, like, the majority of the season. Oh, no, never mind. He was placed on IR retroactive to February 11th. So about a month Yeah, he's, he's been out. It's still not a horrible center uh, progression to Horvat, Brock Nelson, Casey Sezikis, and Josh Bailey. It's not horrible. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, once you throw uh, Pajot and uh, Barzal back in there, like you're uh, you're looking at some pretty good depth center-wise, I think. Yeah. That second line as well being uh, two-thirds past Lula Morello, New Jersey Devils, as well as Zach Parisa and Kyle Palmieri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know, even with those notable uh, injuries, I think that the Islanders are still a pretty deadly team. Um, yeah, like they they've got a little bit more of a scoring touch now. Still fairly defensive. Fairly though. defensive, yeah. Um, and then yeah, goaltenders both being uh, you know pretty solid in Sorokin and Varlamov. Um, have they been a tandem this year, or Sorokin played more of the games? Um, I haven't followed them too closely, so. Uh, no, Sorokin's been taking the majority of them by the looks of it here. He's got a 23, 18, and 6 record and a 926 save percentage with five shutouts. Damn. Uh, compared to uh, Varlamov, uh, 11, 8, and 2 with a 910 save percentage and two shutouts. Oh, wow. Seven shutouts for between the, the two of them. Yeah. Damn. And I think one of them went down for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, like with injury. So they Possible, had somebody yeah. else up. Yeah, if, if I'm they, remembering that correctly. but They only have two wrong. goalies listed um, as players okay, the Islanders so then, this season. So I guess okay, it's probably so then, yeah, just both of them. Would, it, yeah. I mean, some one of them could have went down and they had someone up and they just didn't play. But yeah, not, uh, not sure there. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to call... We call four two for the Islanders on this one. Four two Isles, all right. Yeah, uh, I don't even have our. Uh, what the hell are you here. doing? What are you doing? I don't know. Slacking apparently. There, apparently, four uh, two for the Isles. That's Nate's prediction. Um. Yeah, what do I want to uh, predict for this one? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's super promising. I mean, Ducks have let. They've kind of, well, I guess no, not really. Um, three, two goals, three goals, two, four. If you take away the empty net, three and one for in terms of goals against in their last 
few games here. Um, the Islanders being a primarily defensive team. I'm going to say 3-1 to one in favor of right. Islanders. A little, little so bit we got the same lower spread. event. Yeah, same yeah. spread, but just, just less scoring. Um, obviously, we talked about the Islanders getting a little bit more uh, offensive firepower, I guess, but I, I still think with Barzal out and... Yeah, well, I guess mostly just Barzal. Um, with him out, I, I think they're kind of just about where they were before in terms of scoring. And, you know, seven goals is pretty rare for the Islanders. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they, they really just focus more on the defensive side of it here. But uh, the, the Ducks also, as we talked about, uh, a little bit better defensively as of late in, in terms of like breaking up rushes and and just you know keeping shots more so to the outside and then and then good at clearing pucks away yeah gibson had what 16 high danger shots against yeah for uh, calgary yeah yeah but like you know we're we're not going to be holding teams to four or five high danger shots against i don't think so yeah (laughs) it's, it's pretty pretty reasonable i think so yeah a little, little bit lower event here but I, I still think the islanders come out with the win on this one so yeah um cool. yeah and then obviously we didn't get the uh the island or the calgary game uh you were close though saying three two uh the final yep. game three one uh we both did get or no we didn't get the spread never mind two goal spread so and i was less close at four three but yeah so I guess uh, that is it for the upcoming games there. And we don't have anything else on the outline. So, Nate, do you have anything else you want to add here? Um, <clears throat> no, nah, I actually got nothing. Okay. Yeah. But when you paused, I, I, had something, said, oh, I, I was like, I don't. yeah, I was like, <laughs> you don't have to come up with something. It was more just like, I didn't want to be like, all right, we're out of here. And you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. I had something I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> So, no, I'd, I'd let you yeah. go otherwise, but yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, I thought I had something, but I don't. So, if okay. I do, look for it, look for it on my, uh, on my Twitter at Tate Namas, T A T E N H O M A S. Yeah, sounds good. Um, as as I said earlier, we'll be doing a watch long for that Islanders game over on the THPN YouTube channel. So be sure to catch us over there, seven p.m. Pacific time. Oh, I did want to check. I think there's another watch long going on earlier that day as well. So if you're looking for just don't have you know, a damn something to do the whole Jersey. evening, but you don't. Oh yeah, that's the one. No, one of one of the, yeah, it's the uh, the only tri-state area team that I'm missing. Oh really? Huh. So I I think uh, if I have that right in my head, so I have New Jersey, I have the Rangers. Yep, I can see them both right above your head. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, they are right there. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okay, yeah. As of right now, nothing scheduled up until our watch along there, but you know, subject to change. So be sure to check out the uh, THPN YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to them, hit the bell to be notified because you know they're tons of fun. Chat always popping off there. So yeah, it's a good time. Um, uh, I'm gonna correct myself. Actually, I, okay. I got, I'm also missing Buffalo. I thought you had a Buffalo one. No, I don't yet. Huh. Oh yeah, you were talking about getting the goat head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that might be like the one team that I get like two jerseys actually because I can't I can't pick <laughs> I yeah. like them both <laughs> yeah um if uh, yeah okay I guess let's get out of here so Nate if people want to uh, boo you for how bad your uh, Calgary Flames 
are doing there, just just like the the fans at the arena did. We forgot to we forgot to mention that when we talked yep. about the game, but I uh, I do always enjoy that little little flames misery. That's uh, <laughs> just, that's what keeps me going through the tough days, honestly. <laughs> uh, not not for you, not not for you being miserable, but other flames fans being miserable. Um, so yeah, Nate, if people want to you know laugh at you for how how the the flames lost to the uh, Anaheim Ducks there in embarrassing fashion where can they do that at uh i'll laugh with you on twitter at t-a-t-e-n-h-o-m-a-s because that's all i can do about that flame team right now as well as just yeah. laugh yeah you know that's fair and then that's uh what keeps you sane <laughs> too so it, it, it makes me insane this has been a yeah. struggle for me for both calgary and anaheim sides because both sides are just grabbing onto my brain and twisting it and going no we're not doing anything logical yeah. fuck you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you want to uh, message me and just tell me to lay off John Klingberg because he's gone and in the past and um, just to, you know, just forget about our exes and just move on. And <laughs> <laughs> just focus on the Trevor Zegris and the Mason McTavish of the future. Uh, you can do that at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Uh, the show is on Twitter at Quack Report Pod uh, as well. We're on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at that handle. Um, be sure to check us out after the Islanders watch along for our post-game show at Quack Report Pod on YouTube. Thanks for listening and go Ducks go. Yeah.